0: Hello, I'm Diana Green, the Bard of Hudson, and welcome to Season 2. More stories, more connections, more adventures. Happily divorced and parenting two amazing humans, I set out to discover why this life is worth living and what the heck I was meant to do with the time that was given to me. My hope is to remind you, inspire you, and connect with you here and in person. And to that end, please, please share, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the podcast, and join my Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash Bard. In the end, human connection is all we have. Enjoy! Good morning. Happy Sunday. Hello, my friends. How are you? I am not feeling well at all. I have a really rough cold that has been keeping me up at night coughing and such. But I did go to urgent care yesterday, and even though it took hours waiting and such, but I I did because my mom kept insisting that I should go. So I'm on the old Z pack, yeah, and uh, some kind of cough medicine tablet thingies and so it'll work its way out, I'm sure, but this might be a bit of a short episode today because I can't keep from coughing. But anyway, that's okay. (laughs) I had a very interesting doctor at urgent care whose name was Dr. Rash. Now you'd think that if you're going to go into the medical profession, perhaps you want to do something about that last name. I don't know. He was very funny, though, very (laughs) wry and full of jokes, one after the other. So he was a fun encounter. But I have been here at my mom's for almost a week now. And I'm trying to figure out new routines, you know, like, where do I go and sit in the morning? I used to have such a clear place. I'd go, I'd make my coffee. And then I had this big blue armchair with a poof thing that I could put my feet up on. And I'd go and sit there in the morning and have my coffee and the cats would jump on and off my lap. And that was so fun. And that was my day when I, I mean, that's the way I started my day when I lived in my own home. So now what? (laughs) You know, I'm trying out different spots, but then I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was like, oh, but now I don't have my glasses and where's my pen and uh, uh, on and on. (laughs) So then I go in the living room and my mom's living room is lovely and pleasant and it faces the rising sun, but there's a lot of trees all around. So it's very dappled light and all of the animals are not usually allowed in the living room. So they all come in as soon as you open the doors to the living room. They're like, oh, yay, we love it. And the cats sit there at the the sliding glass doors and just stare out into the garden at the squirrels. They love it. It's like TV. So that was nice. You know, it was like snuggle hour with the cats. And it made me think about being sick in this house when I was a kid. And I don't know if this is my imagination or, you know, if it actually happened this way, but I remember being sick and being confined to bed for something. Maybe I had the flu or some kind of thing. And my grandmother coming to read to me. It was very much like the Princess Bride, you know? (laughs) But I think she did because she loved poetry always, all her life. She had numerous volumes of poetry of her own that she would pick up in different places and that would be sitting by a chair or another and she'd just read a poem or two when she was needing an old friend. And she had given us this old great book that starts a lot of kids on their love of literature and poetry. I think it's called The Child's Garden of Verses. And maybe some of you remember that book from childhood. But I remember particularly this poem by Robert Louis Stevenson called The Land of Counterpain. First of all, I loved that word, counterpane. What the heck does that mean? You know, it means a quilt and it's an archaic word and I looked it up and it's from the French, old French word pan, which means panel, right? And deriving from Latin panus, which means cloth. So that's perfect. It's like panels of cloth, squares of cloth that make up the old quilts. You know, old quilts were only squares they weren't all these fancy, fancy patterns and stuff that people do now. So it's the little pattern of squares. (laughs) And I love that. And the poem, I'm going to read it for you, goes like this. When I was sick and lay abed, I had two pillows at my head and all my toys beside me lay to keep me happy all the day. And sometimes for an hour or so I watched my leaden soldiers go with different uniforms and drills among the bedclothes through the hills. And sometimes sent my ships in fleets all up and down among the sheets, or brought my trees and houses out and planted cities all about. I was the giant great and still that sits upon the pillow hill and sees before him, dale and plain, the pleasant land of counterpane. <laughs> I love that. It just describes a child exercising their imagination even in a bad time, feeling awful and feeling sick and yet still not succumbing to boredom and malaise, you know? And that's wonderful, and that that poem seems to encourage children to do just that, which is great. So, yeah, I I had books piled about me and such when I was sick in bed and crayons and all kinds of things. And it's important to remember that imagination and creativity don't just come in the best times, you know, when all situations are perfect, but you have to make room for them. You have to, you know, plow the land and (laughs) lay the field open for that to come and I was thinking, you know, there are ways to awaken that imagination. It made me think of one of the processes that I used to do when I made costumes for the Children's Shakespeare Theater because people would ask me, well, where, where does that inspiration come from? Where How did you know to put those things together? And where did you learn this? But what I really did, my process was that I would think about the different sets of characters in the play. Usually there are families, or there are armies, or there are peasants and nobility, you know, and I would decide that this group has this sort of theme, you know, rich colors, gold, and and shiny stuff, and perhaps, you know, russets, and browns, and blacks, and then I would pull out, I had been collecting fabric and you know, I always, when I go into the fabric store, I always bought much too much fabric for the project at hand. So I always had these piles of different things together. And so I'd pull out pieces that seemed to go together and I would literally throw them on the floor, throw them on the floor and see how they land and then just keep moving them around and finally go, okay, these three things seem to go together really well. And I could see I have enough of this piece to make a dress out of this and then the sleeve bits out of this and a collar out of this. And that's how it'll come together. And that's all I did. And it was really fun. You know, it's just a matter of putting the colors in front of your eyes. So I loved that process. And then I would always listen to music and the soundtrack. I just put my iPod on shuffle. iPod back in those days. My iPod on shuffle and whatever came up would be an interesting influence. So there's an example of like laying out the possibilities in unexpected ways. I remember once one of my friends orchestrated a donation from a person that she knew who ran a fabric factory, I guess, And this huge box arrived one time that had 100 yards of velvet in it. And man, that was instrumental in shaping the design possibilities for a long time to come. It really helped our costumes look authentic and rich and, you know, wonderful. And of a quality that my mother always said was worthy of the Metropolitan Opera House. (laughs) which I was very grateful. (laughs) That was nice. Okay, but I'm going to have to stop here, you guys, because I'm having to pause every few sentences and cough my brains out. So I'm so sorry, but I just wanted to say hello today. And I will definitely be better by Thursday, and I will see you then. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening Please reach out with your thoughts and your comments. You can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or Facebook at Diana Green or on my website bardofhudson.com where you can listen to the podcast directly from there or leave comments. I would love to hear from you. And please check out my Patreon page for photos and videos and extra goodies that I don't share anywhere else. And wherever you're listening, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. It makes a huge difference and it helps other people to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.